0: This is Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael easily answers your biblical or theological questions in 10 minutes or less. We hope, we hope. We, we hope. hope. We'll see if you can do it this time. This question comes from Robert. He says, hi, I'm currently a student at Truett Seminary. Good for you, And Robert. I'm taking a scriptures class over the Gospels. This has prompted this question. When preaching and teaching from the Gospels, particularly the synoptics which are the first three, how do we approach passages that have differing or additional material in the other accounts? Should we harmonize them? Or should we preach teach each account? Or should we preach it purely expository or something else? Is there another option? I don't know. So, Dr. E.,
1: Is a great question, and you know I hope our other listeners don't tune this out because this it's also for Bible study and thinking biblically. Mm -hmm. But what he's asking is really interesting. So part of this is going to be directed to preachers and teachers. Number one, always ask the question: What are you trying to do to these poor people? (laughs) (laughs) My friend Dr. Dave Gibson used to have on the header of his notes, "Sir, we would see Jesus," Mm. and it wasn't original with me, but someone. Said that or saw it on a pulpit. What are you trying to do? These people trying yes, to, and yes. I've actually put in my head or in my notes for years, what are you trying to do to these poor people? Yeah, <laughs> the question yeah. mark, you know, meaning what I like about studying and word studies and yeah. rabbit trails. Yeah. And I spent an hour on that. I want to talk about it,
0: right? But is that helpful? And to the average your...
1: person in your church is, you know, their money's upside down, they had a fight with their wife or their yeah. husband, they've got a teenage child breaking their heart, yeah. they got three kids in diapers, you know, they don't really care about the synoptic problem. (laughs) Uh, So I'm not trying to say it's not important. I'm just trying to say step back and look at your congregation. And you've heard me use the bell curve story. Mm -hmm. There's those who know more than you Mm -hmm. and those who know very little about the Bible. Mm -hmm. And then I looked at it as age groups, you know, seniors, widows, widowers, empty nest, Mm -hmm. parents with kids still home, kids in college, Little children, no children, young marriage, etc. And I tried to look at that bell curve. I physically made a chart and mm-hmm. thumbtacked it on my wall in Grand Prairie, Texas. And then I colored in over time loneliness, mm-hmm. uh, worried about finances, mm. dead in their career, just different things I heard and picked up from people. Yeah. And I tried to say, this is the body of Christ that I'm trying to help. Yeah. So when I study this passage, it's not just what I want to talk about. Right. How does this passage help God's people? Because if I'm a teacher, it's not just giving information for a seminary class. It's trying to help them in their faith and growth. So that's just a good 50,000-foot question. What are you trying to do to these folks? And ask some hard questions of yourself because in that day I was a 29-year-old, happily married, white guy with one daughter who was Mm -hmm. a six-month-old infant Mm -hmm. girl in a church that gave me a job. I didn't know anything about parenting or teens or balancing budgets. So humility goes a long way. Secondly, to the point of harmonization, there's certainly benefit in doing a harm. Have you done any harmonizing Mm -hmm. studies Mm -hmm. in your seminary classes? Matthew, Mark, Luke, you're right, the first three. John is called the outlier. Mm -hmm. It's not a synoptic. It's still a gospel account, but it's very different than Matthew, Mark, Luke. Mark is probably the source, Mm -hmm. the oldest gospel. So there's things that are in Mark that aren't in others. Luke is the longest account. Mm -hmm. Luke has the most vocabulary. There are 38 parables. They're not in all gospels. So there's a lot of issues. Now, there's a place for harmonizing, I would say, Sunday school classes, Hmm. small group lessons, maybe Take a pericope, a story Mm -hmm. that's in all three, lay it side by side, and talk about the differences. Mm -hmm. Author, purpose of the gospel, Mm -hmm. time it was written, who's the author talking about who's hearing that Mm -hmm. discourse Mm -hmm. because they are different. The audiences are different sometimes, yeah. And you got to keep that straight. There's actually two feedings, Mm -hmm. not just one. You have to be careful with that. But what am I doing to these people? For the Bible nerds, it's a great exercise to mm-hmm. do harmonizing. When I was younger, I taught through Luke start to finish, mm-hmm. maybe almost three years. You'll have people complain about that. <laughs> as Charlie Boyd says, you got to preach something. Yeah. you know. I think today, because of the way people consume, six to eight week study is about as long as they're going to endure. Yeah, Don't not do it. Just know that. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to have the continuity you have being in it week to week to week. So you almost have to do a 25 word review each time in a long series not the whole book necessarily, certainly the main themes, but okay, we're in Matthew 5, 6, 7, and 8. you got to teach that as a unit. You can't teach it in one time.
0: That's literally what we're doing at my church right now. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's a a year study. Easy. Yeah. If you want to do it thoughtfully and there's so much in that passage. So. I don't think it's right or wrong, there's just different outcomes. Mm. What do you want the outcome to be of this? I don't mean it to be reductionistic or simplistic, but I think the idea of a big idea is helpful. Mm -hmm. I was never a big idea preacher. I think the big idea is a helpful process. What Haddon Robinson wrote was he called it the subject and the compliment. The subject is what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. The compliment is what you're saying about what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. It's called a propositional truth. The subject is Jesus' assessment of your money. What are we saying about that? Jesus takes very seriously how you use your money in this story of a man who's building barns and it's his day to die. Mm -hmm. And you make it simpler than that. And you have one phrase that you hone down. Now, the reason this is a helpful sidebar you got 18 points in your sermon. They can write them on a notebook. They're not going to look at them again. Right. One in a hundred is going to go home and yeah. review their notes. Yeah. And if they're a small group that talks about the pastor's sermon, eh, so what? I'm trying to get the word in their heart and head mm-hmm. so they change because yeah. God's Word and God's spirit is invading their life. Not to be reductionist or simplistic, but when they walk out of that sermon, there ought to be a couple of things you really want them to know. Yeah. I'm a big person on restatement as opposed to repetition mm-hmm. say the same thing differently in different ways yeah and, that's good and then it might hook and they'll come back and say you said that's not what i said but it's in the universe <laughs> that's just the way it is glad the lord uh, yes yeah, it. It um and then again harmonizing creates a layer of problems from a pulpit Each gospel has a purpose. Each gospel has a central theme. Each gospel has a central audience. Matthew's to the Jew. He comes as the servant in Mark. So the whole gospel is about servanthood. Matthew's about kingdom. How are you going to integrate all that? So that's too much information for a 35 or 45-minute sermon Mm -hmm. in my preaching Mm -hmm. worldview. Give yourself the freedom. We were taught a system in seminary how to do it. Give yourself the freedom to breathe from that and say, I'm going to teach the seven IMs. I'm going to teach the last sayings of Jesus on the cross. Mm-hmm. I'm going to teach a sample of the parables. Mm-hmm. I'm going to teach, you know, the genealogy as we get to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want, you know, Easter. Boy, good luck harmonizing the Gospels for right. Easter series. You're going to go crazy with Would that Would you say
0: Mo Proctor did that with his sermon from Garden of Gethsemane? March 27th, to...
1: 2021 or two.
0: Well, how long has Mo been with the Lord? Um, Has it been over a year? Search
1: on YouTube for Morris Proctor. Well, we can link
0: it. We'll just link it in the Um, show notes.
1: One of the most remarkable messages I've heard in the last 5, 10 years, and that's not hyperbole, his introduction was a result of hundreds of hours Mm -hmm. of harmonizing the events leading up to Christ's passion.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I probably listened to that sermon three times. Yeah. We pushed it really big at the church I served. I'd I mentioned many times if you've not listened, go listen go to the listen. March 27th yeah. sermon because it was one of the better expositions I'd heard and actually had him on the program on, to talk about In context. How yeah. You wrote that sermon. Yeah. Yeah. Think about every message and how much time you oh could build gosh. on the life of Christ. Yeah. In summary, you're not going to be wrong doing in any, any of the other above. Ways, yeah. What are you doing to your people? How much can they endure? I ain't Chuck Swindoll. I'm not that dazzling. I'm a communicator that I can keep people enthralled every Sunday. Yeah. But I can hope to say, look, this passage clearly says this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What does that mean then? How do we apply it now? Mm-hmm. That was, to me, where I ended up the last few years of teaching because I was overdoing it the first probably 15 years because <laughs> you, you don't know any different, you yeah. know. And as you get older, it's more about am I showing off what I know? Yeah, and last thing, don't be lazy. People see through mm. lazy sermons, mm-hmm. and if you haven't prepared, there's no depth. Mm-hmm. They can smell it, mm-hmm. they can hear it, and you're going to have immature mm-hmm. people in their desire to want to know the Scripture. Yeah. You get paid yeah. to stand in front of people and say, "Thus an says open, the yeah. Lord."
0: Yeah, that's an incredible job. Yeah,
1: with you know a lot of great
0: responsibility. responsibility. Yeah, James 3, one,
1: Terrifying verse.
0: <laughs> All right. If you've got a question for Dr. E, call us, text us, email us. The info is in your show notes. Ask Dr. E is produced by me, Hannah Seymour, mixed and mastered by Sonomorphic, and music composed by Jason Germain.